I really enjoyed making this podcast. This is a discussion with a friend of mine, a lady. We discussed how to come up with innovative ideas, whether you're working for a company, you're working for yourself, and how coming up with these ideas can help um, enhance your salary, maybe even enhance the revenue of your business. We also discussed how to align um, your desires between yourself, your company, and ultimately the world. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. We're actually live on podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. And it's recording. I can see <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it is happening. So, can you hear me um, clearly? I can hear you very clear. Can you hear me clearly? Yes, I can. All right. So this is the first take. Um, so welcome everyone who might be listening now or some other time. Um, essentially, this podcast is about um, strategy execution. Um, but before you switch off, thinking this is about big corporate stuff, um, for me, um, as part of Agile, if those who have been involved in Agile, they always say that for every initiative, you need to understand what's in it for the person, what's in it for the company, and what's in it for the world. So anything, I suppose. And the more you get, um, understand what's in it for you, and also you get good at driving that, that gives an inspiration then to perform at the company. Um, and as the company obviously um, succeeds, you will succeed from a, probably a bonus perspective. But if you are contributing and to change in the company, you'll also con- contribute from a promotion perspective within the company. And then the company also needs, obviously, to understand what is in it for them and what, what's in it for the society. Um, from, a, from a purely company perspective, um, obviously, they deliver product to the society. So as they deliver better products, for example, Apple de- de- um, delivers the, the iPhone people, can take pictures on it, they can do podcasts. Obviously, there's a benefit for them directly as consumers, and the company gets revenue. But there's also an element of contributing to the world in terms of changing the world, uh, making the world better, not just purely from a profit perspective, but from a developing the world perspective, and also just um, improving society perspective. So for me, all those three elements are tied. And as a professional, let's bring it down to the individual. As a professional looking to move up in the corporate ladder or wanting to start your own business, um, that will give um, revenue. And obviously, on a corporate ladder, you're going to get more income, um, more recognition, uh, which will improve your self-esteem, your sense of self-worth, um, and so on. And just essentially prop you up in society for me in any career you need to look at those three elements um as it pertains to to what you want to do for yourself and obviously in terms of advancing yourself any comments um not at this point i think you've really explained it very well um the what's in it for you for the company and for the world those three are very closely aligned you sound so professional in your answer (laughs) I am a professional. <laughs> of course. That's why you're on this show. <laughs> because you are show. professional. 
<laughs> okay. So let's bring it home, like, in terms of, is there anything that you want to discuss, like, just generally around those three things? Maybe let's bring it more practical, because I think we've kind of outlined the, almost like the framework of it and the major, the high-level components of it, but anything that you want to discuss? Um, okay, that's a good question. So I think from my side, how I've always been looking at life is what is it in it for me and what is it in it for the world? And what value can I bring to whichever situation I'm in? Um, and what value can I get from that situation? And I guess the interesting thing is that when I always look at private companies, I've never necessarily looked at them. I always looked at them as just profit-making businesses and not necessarily that they want to contribute um, positively to to um, the society at large. And for the company that I work for, um, one of our CEs, she's always been, I work in a bank, um, I work for a bank, um, one of her CEs has always been to say that she wants to improve the lives of small business owners um, through using uh, digital platforms for banking, uh, give them the necessary loans for them to be able to buy uh, whatever resources that they need, um, to be able to trade, uh, do offshore businesses and that sort of thing. Um, and I, for me, it's been like, do I buy into that kind of a strategy? And what value can I bring to that strategy? And what value can I get to that strategy? So um, I guess it's one of those, I, I'm always keen to, to explore um, what other values can I bring? What other, yeah, what other benefits can I bring to, to the company um, in order to fulfill that strategy? I don't know if my question makes sense at all. No, it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, as you know, as part of my MBA, I developed a manager development model. Yeah. Uh, and I'm proud to say that it's the only one of its kind in the world. In fact, it's the second of its kind, uh, but it's the first one that translates the study that was done in the US to a South African and an African context. Mm. Uh, and um, it's essentially how people have moved up um, in, in corporations, right? Mm. Um, and it was I interviewed the top executives and pretty much every one of them had the same kind of experience so uh, to your point um, I think it's 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 um, I think just like the, the three elements you yourself have to have the three elements for yourself right mm. Mm. so you need to understand um, what's in it for you Mm-hmm. in that and um, but I'm just going to make it more practical so in that example where um, you know there's a company version is um, I think to start off with is to start off with your passion mm-hmm. you know <coughs> your passion is your petrol mm-hmm. whenever you do things outside of your call them um, energy it's, it's you can do it but it becomes hard and whenever you do things are hard um, your brain doesn't function as much we'll go in a later um, episode around how the brain works but your brain essentially uses dopamine in order to make you think if you're doing something where um, 
where it's not your passion. You don't get as much dopamine, so your creativity isn't as maximized. Mm-hmm. So then the first thing to ask is, what is my passion? You know, what do I love? Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people, it's a bit difficult. Again, we can explore how to find your passion at a later thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once you're clear about what your passion is, um, which also includes where you want to go, um, just briefly again, what 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 what, what the challenge with the, with what the CE was, what what exactly the product was. Sorry, just to, to remind us, I don't. Okay, so um, her vision for the bank has to always been to help small and medium entities um, to be able to 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 enable them effectively to 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 trade to do business properly in South Africa and to do business beyond the, bo- the borders of South Africa, um, to not just be like, I'm just a little spaza shop in the corner of X and Y, um, but to enable them to dream bigger. So if we need to, as a bank, if we can give them um, loans to be able to buy bigger resources that they, that they dream of having in order to fulfill the entire dream boat, um, that's one of the things that she really wants to to enable the bank to do um, because she does not see that South Africa as an economy um, should just have a few monopolies or few uh, huge companies. She believes in, in, in that people should be enabled to run their own businesses and be contributing members in the economy. Um, and I guess for me, it's to say, how, where do I fit in that? What kind of um, value can I bring to that to the table? Okay, because so... I really buy into that. Is that is I want to be a person that helps to build economies in in the South African and an African con- context. Hundred percent. So that thing can be tackled a couple of times. It can be tackled by. Um, you know, um, give um, helping those um, entrepreneurs to um, establish um, clients and external geographies. Mm. Um, you can help them by giving them capital to be mm. able to export products. Um, you can help them by giving business training um, to be able um, to ex- to to expand their thinking to be um, international. Um, you can help them. Um, to um, I suppose the finances to be mm. able to do that. So there's a number of ways of helping those people, right? Yeah. Um, so the first thing is write your passion. What is your passion in that? So let's say you, you're a business analyst, right? So yeah. I'm I'm hoping that that is your passion. Okay, but we can discuss that. Let's for argument's sake say that your passion is analyzing the business. Mm. So you um, you will um, then you know, understand that your passion is that. So your biggest thing is to analyze their business. So mm-hmm. to help, it could be to help those who've got flawed business models mm-hmm. or maybe who, who are not able to um, to make the, the value proposition appetizing in order to give them suggestions on how to improve, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that you need to understand. What is your passion? Mm-hmm. The next thing is, again, it's part of my studies is, you need to find what are the biggest pain points for your executive. What is that thing that she's measured on, on a yearly basis that influences a bonus, but also on a monthly basis that if you were to solve, she would go, 
Jesus, I can actually sleep at night. I can actually go on holiday. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, and usually it's the report that she needs to publish on a monthly basis to her boss. Right? Um, and you need to find that. And then you solve that using your passion. So um, she could be, she could be um, maybe it's um, the problem is that, um, you know, they've tried to, to fund a lot of these businesses, uh, but they failed. Mm-hmm. Right. So the conversion rates of, you know, the people they take on board is quite low. Okay. And she's under enormous pressure from her boss to say, but your division is not, your conversion rate is low. I mean, out of the 10 entrepreneurs, only one ever succeeds. You know, and her KPI for the year is that it must increase to 20%. And there's been no traction in that improving for the last month. And she's constantly under pressure on that. And she needs to provide a proposal on how to turn that around. So um, you then understand. The first thing that you understand, that is her problem. Remember is that that's what's in it for her. What's in Mm -hmm. it for you, obviously, is that if you solve that problem, um, not only will it endear you to her, but possibly if you are present, you co-present with, with her to her boss, you get exposure as someone who solved a huge company problem that no one is able to solve. So in presenting that problem, you need to be clever and you need to tell to your bosses that, boss, can I present this with you as a way of, um, of me getting experience and presenting at Exco, at Exco session? So be careful. And obviously don't be pushy, but make sure that what's in it for you is also getting taken care of. You're taking care of what's in it for her, but you're also taking care of what is in it for you. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? You're not makes just giving sense. her a presentation. You're also so, making sure what is in it for you is there. Yeah. So how do you make sure that your name or, you know, you sort of are highlighted what is in it for me is, is taken care of? By presenting, it with her, by presenting it with her to her bosses. That's what it's for you. You get, you get exposure. And okay. people begin to understand that you contributed to this instead of you just giving a presentation for her to present. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and in, in, in a very elegant way, say, you know what, I would like exposure to Exco. Um, can I go and present this with you? I've done this with my bosses. My boss normally, I mean, he presented to the CEO. I presented myself, but it was another session when I wasn't there. And he said, by the way, in Clancy, I actually did this. And also, mm. I got the opportunity to present to the CEO as well. Mm. Right. But again, back to the original thing of understanding your passion. So your passion is analysis, right? Mm-hmm. So you analyze what, what, why this thing is, is wrong. And you come up with suggestions, with come up with a proposal. Yeah. Now, I always encourage people that you should always be furthering your understanding. So research all the different things, the different companies that have solved similar things, and also leverage on the skills that your boss doesn't have, right? And that's where people don't understand that there is something that you have that your boss doesn't have. You know more or you are more close to business analysis than your boss might be. Your boss might be a GM of business analysts, of engineers, uh, software engineers, of um, testers and so, and so forth. And as a generalist, what happens is that you lose touch with the, with the specialist skill. Mm-hmm. So the more you read, the more likely that in, in, in analysis, you can actually be better than your boss. So, so always be fine-tuning that skill and always bring things 
that are novel to your boss um, that also, uh, are, you know, people haven't thought about, right? Always understand what you bring onto the table that other people don't. We can explore that again in more detail in future sessions, what, how, how to do that. One of the ways of doing that, which is, not, which is slightly different, is that they always say that don't read the books that your boss reads. Read the books that your boss's boss reads. In that way, because if you read the books that your boss reads, your boss already knows about that stuff. But if you read the books that your boss's boss reads, your boss is probably likely to be surprised because they probably don't read those books and the content there is probably above their level. So those are the different kind of strategies of -hmm. just understanding that you bring things that are new and also just reading wide beyond your beyond your, 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 your industry and so forth, also allows you to bring new things into the table. But again, that, that we can pick in future. So, so basically, you come up with this thing and you come up with a proposal. But before you come up with the proposal, make sure that you read everything that's been proposed. So ask your boss, boss, can you please give me all the information of stuff that you're currently doing? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that whatever you propose is not what already is on the table. That's the one thing. The other thing is that tap into your mentors, for example, which, is, which again we'll discuss in future things. Make sure that you have mentors outside your company, people who are highly senior, so that you can bounce off these ideas and they will also enhance you or give you a better chance of bringing things into the table that your company doesn't have. So have a mentor, someone who's sharp, who's probably maybe even higher than your boss, who you can present your ideas to without obviously compromising valuable company secrets, mm-hmm. um, but who can then help you to bring a proposition that your, your company hasn't seen. Does that help as well? Is it okay. now, and now, and try and do it quite quickly, obviously. And now you've got a proposal that is different to what is, what is currently being explored. And obviously try and have a mentor who, um, who is a, a top achiever, right? Who, who has preferably solved this problem before in their industry. Maybe not exactly, but similarly. Okay. And then you can use that as a reference. This was solved in a different company like this, like this, which will give more credibility into your proposal. And you can even drop the name of your, of, of your mentor, is that, you know, I have a mentor who's in this industry. And if they're credible, it even gives even more credibility. You can even ask your mentor, can I use your name? Okay. You know, we will go in future okay. sessions how to how to build mentors and sponsors and so mm-hmm. on. But that what that will do is that will give a lot more credibility to your proposal. The other thing about also your proposal is that include your boss into that proposal, right? As much as it is your proposal, allow your boss to be able to change your proposal if they see fit. So you bring up and say, boss, you know, I've been working on this. I know it's a frustration about this. I've tapped into my contact. I've got a mentor like this who has solved in a different industry. I've also done some research. I've been, I've been researching. I've also looked at what a company does. What do you think about this? Mm. I would like you to also input, if you don't mind, um, you know, if, and if possible, we can use this almost as a proposal for your monthly feedback in order to show that we're doing things mm-hmm. differently, right? And therefore, we're confident okay. that, 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 that this thing is going to work. Your boss might change what you're saying. He might, he might even change, or she might even change, even things that you feel are very, very important. Don't stress Because you want her to support your proposal. If she doesn't, if she doesn't take ownership of your proposal, she won't support it. Uh, okay. So... Uh,
and therefore she will, it's, it's unlikely that you're going to get a seat in that exco session. You, you, she has to own it. Um, so people get tied up about, you know what, this, my boss has screwed up my idea. Don't worry about that. What's more important is less important that, that, that what it's less important mm. that your idea goes forward. It's more important that your boss idea because if she owns it or he owns it or she in this in, in this situation owns it she will then support it and propose it with you and she will drive it gets rather than if if you insist on the ideas she'll get frustrated and she won't want to listen to you and then you will lose out on getting for you mm-hmm. right once that is Make sure also that the proposal that you have has got what they call low-hanging fruit. Then more easy to take a long time. Okay. People in order to give, to get credibility on anything. You need to show results quite quickly. So you can't have a proposal that's going to take five years All right. to show results. It needs to show results. Within... You know, so even when you your mentor say, say to your mentor what low-hanging fruits can i or quick wins or tactical plan well wait for the strategic one so again now you've aligned your passion you've aligned what's in it for you um and you've aligned what's in it for the company and then what's in it for the mm. for the world hopefully right that proposal gets activated, and then obviously you have not only you have a proposal, but you also have an implementation plan. And you also tell your boss that you know I would like to be part of the team that actually yeah. executes on this. Slowly but surely, you know you give more ideas. Um, you will, you know if, if if it comes through, you get more credibility, and she will want to um to 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 to, to include in other things, and then you bring in even other proposals. So you don't just sit with that proposal. You're constantly learning and tapping into other mentors. To see how, how can I even enhance even more what I've got here? So instead of getting a 20% improvement, how can I get the 30% to the, to the 50%? You know, you're constantly learning, constantly innovating and learning. Um, and then um, after a while, then you say to your manager, you know what, my manager, you know, um, to be honest, one of my big passions is that I would like to be, you know, you know, to be promoted or to get into this situation. Can mm. you help me, mentor me to get into it? You, you're not just letting them not to be maximized. So, for example, if after the first month you see positive results, you make sure that at the back of those positive results, you get what is it for you. So you say, you know, you, you know, you know, um, you know I, I love this, doing this, and if it's not too... Um, you know, too much for you. Um, I've actually got some career aspirations to one day be sitting in your table and, and so forth. Um, you know, um, and I've seen through that I have doing strategic things at your level and stuff. You know, will you be able to help me? This is what I want to be. This is my five-year plan. And, and those are the different levels that I, w- I would like to do that. And you can even do it with her, perhaps, the ones that you presented to um, because they're probably more influential than her, than she is in terms of getting you a promotion before those sponsors. And and so you leverage off the success that or don't leverage the successes. It's very, very important to do that. And then we can unpack exactly how we leverage even more in future.
So does that does that give a better um, Yeah. Yeah, it does. So um so as you were talking, I was just thinking because I don't exactly have um exposure to the CA, but just bringing it down to the specific area in which I work, I believe I can take these points um and execute them in the area because it is working towards the greater vision of the bank. Um you know, just specifically around the biggest pain point. Um, and I've, I've mentioned uh, this to you before that our the area in which I work is very key for the bank to move into the digital age, um, for lack of a better word. Um, so we there's a huge spotlight in our team. So if using all the points that you're telling me, and specifically identifying the biggest pain point in, in our area um, and unlocking value in that, um, not only will it bring our team into a positive light, but then obviously what, how can I leverage off of that? How can I then move on to a bigger platform within the bank? Uh, that's, I'm going to be working specifically on that. I find what the biggest pain point and how can I bring value to that? And in, I can't think of the right word, but in paying back to me, what value will it bring to me? If that makes sense. That makes complete sense. Um, and what you'll find is that the more, the mm -hmm. mind is an incredible thing. The mind is like a muscle. The more you, the more you stretch it, the more it yeah. wants bigger yeah. weights. <laughs> You know, the previous weight that you had mm -hmm. is not good enough. It wants now to get bigger weight. So what will happen is that the more, when you start with the first um, approach or you, fast, you, fast, you start with the first um, challenge, you'll see other challenges. And then you mm -hmm. want to read even more. For example, you talk to me about digital strategy. You start now not just wanting to get involved in the entrepreneurial mm -hmm. um, element. You start now wanting to get involved mm -hmm. in the digital element. And, and, and your mind and your body will tell you the pace, right? So it will, all of a sudden, you'll, you'll get exposed to, for example, there's a, even a bigger digital challenge that you want to solve. And then you'll start to read books on that. And then you'll start doing proposals on that. And before you know it, within a year, you can actually do a lot. Within a year, you can come up with a myriad of solutions for the company. And all of a sudden, your motivation goes through the roof. Your sense of self-worth goes through the roof. You get more exposure as you solve more problems. Um, and all of a sudden, you want to go to conferences. You might even want to suggest to your boss that you want to go to conferences, digital conferences, data science conferences, um, you know, data architectures conferences, and so on. It can actually escalate quite quickly. But obviously, you need to listen to your mind and your body. Your body will tell you um, when you're ready to take the next challenge. But at the same time, also challenge mm. your body and your mind. Um, you know, they say you need to operate on the verge of chaos. Oh, wow. Okay. On the edge of chaos. Operate, on, operate at the level that you feel that you're just uncomfortable. That you, you, you're not quite in control, but it's not chaos as well. You know, by chaos, I mean stuff mm. the way you can't think. You know, you, you know you, you're doing so many things that, you know, you, you can't even get any mm. of them right. That's chaos. But the verge of chaos, you feel like you're being mm -hmm. stretched. But you feel like you feel, but you feel mildly in control. Okay. Um, you know, and again, it's very important to, leave, to listen to your body. You mm -hmm. don't want to get burnt out. 
and you don't want to set yourself for, 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 for failure. But at the same time, you don't want yeah. to be too slow. You want to have an element of urgency, almost like Steve Jobs had, where he wanted to roll out these products and he would stretch his team. But at the same time, it felt like, you know, the product that he gave were organized, were ready for the market. But at the same time, they were very aggressive timelines. So you want to be at the edge, okay. what they call the edge of chaos. Okay. Um, um, so that's what you'll see. And I've seen it in my career, within a couple of months, you're operating at different levels that you didn't ex expect to operate. You're getting more opportunities. People are calling you to meetings um, with, 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 with um, big clients, um, with strategic things of the company. Just by activating the first thing, all of a sudden they'll, they'll bring you into more things. Um, and obviously then you'll be stretched to read. They always say that leaders should read at least four books a month. It's hard, but if you want to keep pace with innovation, uh, my mentor um, used to say at least four books a month and at least, you know, maybe four conferences a year, big conferences. Um, and obviously have a mentor, at least maybe three, four mentors to give a variety. You don't want to have one mentor. Mm -hmm right but obviously you also want to be you don't want to also you also want to respect your mentors um, and obviously a couple of sponsors as well um, like we discussed yesterday that um, you know Adrian Gore for example has got a lady um, um, mentor I think obviously in another country I don't I don't think it was you actually I was talking to another person um, you know in another country he's got a, 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 um, a lady mentor you would think that someone like him who, um, who, 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 who found one of the, probably the top insurance company in the world wouldn't have a mentor, but he does, and probably a multiple mentors. Um, you know, so you tap into other people's knowledge. You know, they say good people tap into, the, into their own knowledge. Great people tap into other people's knowledge. Okay. Um, you know, you is spend... Is your mentor yeah. always supposed to be someone that is... Um career wise that's always supposed to be higher level than what you than what you are or can it just be someone that might be older than you that has had more experience just in in, in life again i think your mind needs to guide you and your heart and your body will guide you mm. into who your mentor is i think the main thing is the purpose what do you want a mentor okay. for and you, you will know that by the need, right? The need drives the purpose. So what, 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 what needs do you have? Do you, need, do you have a need to come up with innovative strategies? Who, and then, and then, then the next question is that you'll ask yourself, okay, who's the best person to do that for me? Probably someone who's come up with innovative strategies. And, and, and the other question is that at what level am I pitching these innovative strategies? So if I'm pitching them at an exco level, I mean, you know, um, probably I need someone who's got exposure to that or experience in that. So the need drives the purpose, which then drives the decision. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> There's a lot to chew on. Um, Yeah, there's a lot to chew on, just taking down the notes and just really um, immersing myself in what you've just said. Um, there's a few takeaways for me. And 
yeah and i think it's just to be able to bounce more of these points off of you just to see if i am on the right track just going forward is that okay with you okay of course uh, so I'm, I'm, it's almost like i'm acting as a coach now. <laughs> yeah we can i hope it's a good i hope you it's hope a, it's a mm -hmm. I hope it's a sign of the fact that what I'm saying is actually making sense and it's actually no, it really is. It, it really is. Um, there's just, there's new things that I hadn't thought of. So that's why I'm saying it's just for me to go and sit down and just effectively chew on it um, and let it make sense to my own vocabulary. <laughs> um, yeah, so I can execute because I don't want it to just make sense, but there's an execution element to this it's not just a fun yeah okay, and that's yeah. very that's very important as, as a coach if you know when we go because um you as well you, you know quite mm -hmm. well i'm a business coach and a, an executive coach and, and so on so and, and as a coach we insist on you know deadlines and and um you know um, action with specific timelines and it's very very important that you have yeah. that for yourself right for example you might make a decision that i mean we've spoken about a couple of things one of the things you might you might want to do is um you know obviously find that burning company mm -hmm. problem uh the next thing is that um you know uh, within the next month or so maybe within the next couple of weeks it's up to you you want to have a mentor you know obviously that will help you to come up with these innovative solutions um you know and it's very very important because life Could can be. easily drift um but if you are action orientated, life can also reward you in a sense of you can achieve things in a couple of months mm -hmm. that you thought were impossible. Um, you know, uh, great people or people achieve a lot of things. have got an acute sense of time. Mm -hmm. Time is precious. Sometimes people, some people call that time is money, which actually literally it is because, you know, if you um, activate this and you get the, the personal reward or what, what, what's in it for me, your income might come up quickly than mm. if you don't, for example. Um, mm. And um, so time is, um, time is very, very, an understanding of time or an appreciation of the, the value of time and using it wisely is very, very uh, important. And obviously, as a coach as well, I, I promote and I advocate for a balanced life. You know, have fun, play hard, but also work hard or work hard and play hard. Um, you know, that whole, that, that old um, cliche. So um, you, you need to have rest. You need to have fun. You need to have people. You, you can't just have only mentors. You need to have people that you play with, that you, that you have fun, you laugh with and so on. Um, and um, you need to, um, you know, people that, 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 that speak to your soul, mm. not just your mind. And obviously for, for, the, for, for, the, for the Christian folk, obviously they mm. speak to your, to your spirit. Um, and, and that's important, but we'll discuss that in, in future episodes. Because I believe those elements are just as important to your corporate or your financial mm. success as coming up with innovative mm. ideas. Because often you will hear people say, I came up with the idea whilst I was yes. at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Usually what the, the way, the way they, they, they say the way the mind works is that 
um, have you seen that when you're studying hard for an exam, you'll be battling with something and then you'll go to sleep and all of a sudden when you wake up, you, you come up with the solution for something that you were, that you were battling yeah. with overnight. The reason they say is that during the day, your mind absorbs information. Overnight, when you sleep, your mind integrates information. So you almost you become cleverer as you sleep. Your mind connects the dot overnight. So when you're relaxing, for example, you might read these books and stuff, but during your, your downtime of relaxing, going to the beach, your mind is busy integrating stuff. So you become cleverer. I don't think it's an exact science, but often you become, you come up with the ideas when you're actually not mm -hmm. thinking about the thing itself. Most of my ideas come when I'm, I'm driving yeah. home, for example. I say, what? Shut up. I need to do this in the morning. I need to send this email. I need to, to come. I need to propose this idea. Same. Mm. You know, so rest is as important as, you know, the, the, the hard labor of reading and, 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 and thinking and analyzing. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. And obviously you learn different things. And, and as you rest, you look at things from a different perspective. Um, you know, and often those are the triggers for amazing innovations. That's interesting. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Um, so you have to look at it from a holistic perspective. Um, being off balance, effectively, just, I, I think if I'm interpreting what you're saying is that um, if we have to just be working towards one thing, we'll be edging closer to burnout which at the end of the day, no one really gets to win. Um, um, you don't get to enjoy the fruits of, of your labor. 100%. So, I mean, 100%. I mean, just, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a holistic. I mean, we, we um, I think, you know, from, um, um, you know, um, my, 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 my spiritual life mm -hmm. is quite important to mm -hmm. me as a Christian. I believe that, um, not I believe, I think as part of it, as human beings, we have, um, we're multifaceted and we need to feed those multifaceted elements of ourselves. Um, and if we don't, you know, the other facets suffer. For example, we need to appreciate beauty. We need to appreciate, um, we, we, we love novelty, mm. new things, new experiences, um, we love relationships. Um, and I think more and more um, science is understanding that, you know, all those elements contribute to the holistic person and all those elements actually work to reinforce each other. Uh, for, I'll give you a good example. I mean, Toyota um, changed the way we change the way we do life. I mean, especially in the corporate world. I mean, that agile, for example, comes mm -hmm. from Toyota. Uh, lean process. I mean, all these DevOps, Agile, um, you know, process improvement, even the, the way we sell, we innovate, all that kind of stuff is an offshoot from Toyota, the way Toyota did things and revolutionized um, the way people work. Um, this thing of, um, you know, um, giving autonomy to people, empowering people comes from the, what they call the Toyota management system. Toyota pretty much pioneered all of that and changed the way that we had a top-down management to a bottom-up. 
Um, I mean, it really has changed the world for the better. I mean, the contribution of Toyota is felt throughout, whether it's Apple, um, whether it's a medical profession. I mean, in, in medicine, for example, the way that they do the, they, they call the triage system, where they treat patients um, and they find patients who are the most sick and they attend to them early. That comes from Toyota's lean system. So across, oh, wow. whether it's marketing, sales, Toyota has changed. And the funny thing is that the founder of Toyota, I think it was, um, so it was, it was the founder, but his son, sorry, the, the, his son, the, 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 not so much his son, sorry, the founder of Toyota, who actually kickstarted this process. The way he kickstarted the process was, was by a visit to a, and by the way, just for some context, Toyota was in Japan. So the founder mm -hmm. was obviously Japanese. Well, he kickstarted this process by visiting a supermarket mm. in America. And just by that visit, he mm. had an idea. No, guys, we've got it wrong. You know, um, I'll explain exactly, you know, how he came up with the idea, what the idea is. But essentially, you know, in the supermarket, people were being empowered. The tellers were empowered to call people to them instead of um, people being driven to the teller. So the teller had a lot of autonomy and stuff, and he, he figured this way, and, he put, and the idea dropped in his mind. Then, just by visiting a supermarket on a holiday mm -hmm. in, in America, it changed pretty much the way we manage, we do management in the mm -hmm. 21st century, just oh. by a visit, a, a holiday visit. So just know? exposure so, to... And also in a different oh, field. Yeah. So no, just carry on, yeah? um, exposure, exposing yourself even to something completely different can then lead to um, the way that you're working to change the way that you're working to change the way that you view things, to enhance it and to improve it, uh, which then speaks to you saying that don't just focus on work, look at it as a holistic approach, um, do different things because doing those different things uh, will add back value to what you're currently working on. hundred percent. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's one of the big elements, I think, um, of. That's really good. I think it's human. And, and, and look, I mean, you, yeah, and it's not an exact sign. You never know where their trip is. Yeah. Going, aha moment. And to be honest, we don't go trips yeah, to have okay. aha moments um i'm sure didn't go there just to have an aha moment but i think that the principle to your point is that you know life is is varied and and these very things that um we're given as part of life um we must appreciate them and um they've got obviously enjoyment elements on their own which yeah. is good enough by itself but also they've got an integrative element, which is that they reinforce each other and they, and they enhance and help each other. Which is awesome because, you know, um, it gives me freedom to enjoy life. I don't feel guilty by going on holiday because I'm thinking that the company mm. is going to be losing out. And it, even, it makes even a more healthier working environment because all of a sudden now CEOs want their people to go on holiday. Don't want to work them all the time because they realize the principle that actually, yes, they're going to have fun, but I also benefit for them by mm. them going on holiday because they're going to come back mm. with amazing ideas, right? Obviously, that's not, that's not the reason why we send people on holiday, but it just, it just creates, 
this makes life more precious, more valuable, more mm. comprehensive. Just that thinking. Mm. I think the world is changing towards that. Because before the world, it's almost like the world is in panic if someone does something outside of their current job, mm. right? You know? Yeah. And, but now we're starting to think holistically, which is awesome for me because I'm a big proponent of, of being a great mom, being a great dad, being a great sister, and mm. so forth. And to know that the way that God created these things is to not just be a great dad for the sense of, 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 of raising my daughter, which is awesome mm. by itself, you know, don't get me wrong. But the fact that this is contributing to other elements of my life, just as much as contributing to the element of raising my daughter, it's making me a better person. It's making me a better um, employee and so on. It is amazing, mm. actually. Mm-hmm. It's like that saying, you know, you know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's, it set me free to enjoy these things without guilt. And to be present in each one of them. In each one of them, mm. you know. I, I think, I don't think it's completely uh, within our society and within our fabric, but I think the, the thinking is there. I think the implementation might be a bit um, not comprehensive, but it, I think there's a start at least. I think more people yeah. are appreciating okay. this. Yeah. And I think that's what the agile movement is is, is is driving across the enterprises as well. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we learned um, at work uh, while we've been going through the whole agile methodology and journey um, is that if you find that your employees are working more than eight hours a day, then you as a company are doing something wrong. Um, you as a team need to go back to the drawing board and say, and what are, what do we need to do to change this? Because to your point, um, just working people, people's, they eventually bleed dry, you know, um, and they don't become proper, positively contributing to the team. Um, or to the journey or to the vision of the company. Um, the entire person needs to be taken care of um, in a sister, brother, friend, uh, partner, all those fears, as a child of God, all of those fears need to be taken care of in order for me as a lady to show up at work and positively contribute to the journey um, and the vision of, of the company. Hundred percent, the lady, and um, I think that pretty much on a wonderful note at the end, pretty much takes us to the end of our episode, our first episode. That went by very quickly. Um, it did. I mean, we've um, and and it was. I suppose um, you know when you have a good time, time seems mm. to to fly, and when you're having um, you know fruitful conversation. Um, so thank you for being such a great. Um, thank you guest that's been such a privilege uh, to be on here i really appreciate uh, it thank you thank you too so um yeah so maybe um people can come in um, i think we we've got a um, we've got a title for the show and i think um, i'm not sure if the title actually suits trying to achieve um so i'm open to your ideas on how to change the title so that people can really appreciate what we are discussing because we're discussing like we said at the beginning a comprehensive 
um, outlook. Um, so do, have you got something that you want to share in terms of what you think the title could be so that people can just um, connect with us easier? Me, title of, of this particular party or just the, the channel? Of the podcast. Not right now, no. I can't think of anything, though. Okay. All right. Um, maybe let's think about what yeah. you got out of it, and then I think that should be a good, a good um, guide to what. You know what? What about is. operate on the verge of have a... That really stood out to me. Operate. Operate on the verge of chaos. On the okay. On the or okay. Like that. All right. Cool. Let me chew on that. Um, but yeah, I think, um, thank you very much again. And, uh, thank you so much. Enjoy your day. Okay.